0: Listening to Dudes Talking Sports, I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up to date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at siuewebradio.com or on the TuneIn radio app and every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File Tanner. Both of our teams fresh off of victory this past weekend. Gotta be feeling good. It's great to be here with you, my man.
1: Yeah, uh, happy to be here. Uh, both of our teams three and one. Hard to complain about that. Both no of our teams got both of our teams got victories this week. Uh Bucks kind of had an ugly win at Foxborough, but a win is a win.
0: Like a lot of wins in Fox Pro tend to be that way, tend to be a little ugly. Uh, either way, we'll get to that here in the first half of the show. Let's break down the few takeaways we had from week four in the NFL before getting to our first, first time doing this all NFL season long so far our NFL power ranking. So, Tanner and I are going to break down who we think are the 10 best teams in football through four weeks of play all of that here in the first half of the show then in the second half of the show Tanner looking on to next week and looking on to the NBA season coming up in about two weeks
1: yeah so in the second half we're gonna continue with our NFL picks of the week over under favorites and underdogs Uh we have a little competition going here pretty close Tanner's and- winning
0: he's just he's just <laughs> being nice Tanner's winning right now not by too much but he's 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 got the slight nod
1: So we're going to continue with our competition here preview some of the big games in this upcoming weekend, kind of how we see those games going. And then moving on after that, we're going to talk about our NBA Eastern Conference predictions. We are going to talk about who we think are the top 10 teams in the Eastern Conference, since those are the teams that essentially make the playoffs now with the play-in tournament. So yeah, I love the playing tournament,
0: man. I think it's a great thing. I love that the, the bottom two teams in the eighth and or ninth and 10 seeds, they still got something to play for towards the end of the year. But yeah, I'm looking forward to breaking down, really getting into basketball for the first time. this year. and we, we touched on some NBA last week, but looking forward to really getting into the season uh, to wrap up the show today. But as I said, let's start with, la- with the last week's game, what we just saw this past weekend. I feel like the biggest takeaway has got to be Tom going back to Foxborough, getting a win in the rain, as you know, he's done so many different times as a patriot coming out of the visitors tunnel for the first time Tanner as a Bucks fan, as a big Tom Brady fan in general, how how was Sunday night for you? Uh,
1: It was kind of surreal. If there's any question to who won the divorce between Belichick and Brady after Brady's Super Bowl, then he just won again. In Foxborough. So. I think it was
0: almost a draw, though, between them both. When, when everything's considered, they hit that field goal. They got to go down and score again. Maybe they don't even have time to go down and score again, right? So it could have been a draw. Yeah, on the but... sideline, Brady on the field. I think I'm giving that a bit of a draw. The nod, though, does go to Tom.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, obviously Tom Brady won a Super Bowl, so he already won oh, the divorce. Well, he won the so. divorce.
0: I, I, thought, I thought we were just talking about that matchup.
1: Yeah, because yeah, he won the divorce, <laughs> so yeah, when,
0: when he got that Super Bowl ring, you know, the year he left, yeah, oh, that case case closed there, man. You know, the uh, mayor, the judge didn't take, take too much time to uh conceal on that one, I can tell you that.
1: Yeah, so obviously, Tom Brady going back to Foxborough to play for the visiting team is a huge deal, probably the most yeah. anticipated regular season game, at least in a long time. And they said there was like more media passes given out than like for any other regular season game ever. Dang.
0: So. I did not know that everyone wanted to be on the sideline though then, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it was a cool game. It was a cool atmosphere. Uh, the rain kind of did put a damper on the actual game play, at least for the bucks. The bucks couldn't really sustain drives because there was just so many drops and overthrows and, couldn't hold on to the ball just because of how hard the rain was coming down and it was windy and
0: wasn't the tom greatest brady, performance by the team
1: and like tom brady had some nerves i think going in and but the he biggest takeaway up. from but the biggest takeaway from the actual game is man this buck secondary is depleted right it's now it's rough
0: man that sean murphy rough. bunning
1: sean murphy bunning out week one against the cowboys still out jamel dean got hurt week two he went actually out last week. Uh, Carlton Davis got hurt. Why is he on punt return is my question. Doesn't make any sense
2: yeah, he
1: uh, when he's your best defensive back and he's out there playing special teams for no reason. Anton Winfield got a concussion. So really we're pretty low on defensive backs. But at least we got Richard Sherman.
0: I think he came in and for literally signing like three or four days before playing, I think he he played good for being on the team
1: for three days.
0: I think he did a pretty good job. (laughs) I think at times they were obviously attacking him, but overall for him,
1: but he didn't let up the big play.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I think I think he did a solid job for just getting tossed into the mix, you know, and in such an emotional game as well. I think he did a pretty pretty solid job for you know taking everything into consideration. But yeah, you're right, your secondary is bad. A lot of people, I, th- I I think we can both agree. Neither one of us saw it being that close of a game. Looking at the final score, 19 to 17 being the final score, I don't think either of us really saw that one coming per se. You yeah.
1: yeah, but. Obviously, Bill Belichick knows Tom Brady and he knows ways to kind of slow him down. And I think the rain was the biggest factor. Oh, this for was, sure. uh, no, no one saw this weather coming. I could tell you Buffalo had pretty similar weather, and I was the game against the Texans, and uh it rained on us the entire game.
0: And the Texans scored how many points? <laughs> zero. It was <laughs> yeah, 40 exactly, to zero. Exactly, right? So it can throw off an offense, especially an offense that's wor- that's used to playing. I'm sorry, in warm weather, you know, so that's definitely going to throw off a team. You saw a lot of guys just dropping balls. They wouldn't usually Tom missing some throws. He he wouldn't usually very uncharacteristic of him to miss some throws that he did. Right. So you got to point to the rain for for most of their mishaps. But Tom Brady
1: played really well in the second half, though.
0: He played better in the second half, I think. Definitely. Towards the end of the game, he 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 was making plays to win the game. It wasn't necessarily they their fault. They ended up settling for that field goal right there. So, yeah, and if
1: Antonio Brown, that's
0: catches what I mean. The ball, that's like, what I mean. Like like if like if he catches that ball, exactly. So it's 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 a completely different story. At at the end of the day, right? So I, I had a good time watching you know, the emotions. I'm not even invested in the Buccaneers or in the Patriots or really Tom Brady whatsoever. And even I. Feel like I was getting caught up in the emotion of, of the game at times of the pre-game, post-game, you know, and stuff like that. So I, I, I was very uh, entertained, and I think Steve overall, Belichick
1: is on drugs.
0: Yeah, was that dude like? Sorry, my lady, like, coked out or something, though. Like, <laughs> what, what what, was going on there? Had
1: had to be. It was just the way his Licking he was, his
0: lips? <laughs> he just
1: looked like a weirdo on the
0: sideline. I think everyone knows exactly what we're talking about as well. Like, you definitely know what he was doing over there. But, yeah, I, I had a good time watching. It did not disappoint. Uh, I, I call it a draw, though, in that particular matchup between Brady and Belichick. I give it a draw. Obviously, Brady has already won as we call it, the divorce, you know, after winning that Super Bowl, obviously. But the Jets, moving on to the couple other takeaways we had from this past week before getting to our power rankings, the Jets, I didn't see this one coming. They finally got their first win of the season. Zach Wilson played well, and they beat a superior team, despite they were down, what, Brown, and they were down Julio Jones, I believe. So they were, obviously, we're not at 100%. I was impressed with, with, with what I saw from the Jets and from what I saw uh, by uh, from Zach Wilson, two touchdowns, almost 300 yards.
1: Yeah, yeah, Zach Wilson played well. We saw a lot of good performances by rookie or not rookie, but like young quarterbacks, young this quarterbacks.
0: Week. Yeah, 100 yeah. percent. Justin Fields, I think, got his first win as a starter. Uh, just, Mac Jones uh, played well. Mac Jones Bucks. played very well. Obviously, it had to do with the secondary being bagged up, but he not quite
1: not quite as good as Chris Collinsworth is making it sound. But. No,
0: but he played pretty well. He, he he really did. I was I was not disappointed. I, I was a little impressed from what I saw. His poise, everything I saw from him. Trevor so Lawrence he, and Joe Burrow. Both of them played well. Exactly. So it it was a good week, like you said, It really was a good week for those young quarterbacks trying to establish themselves, trying to get some momentum in this league. So I had a great time watching the young guys play Uh, my Cowboys. How about how about the how about them? Cowboys won three straight games after dropping the season opener. Yes, to the Super Bowl champs. Uh, but won three straight games, beating the Panthers, who were three and up, beating the Chargers. Two very big wins for the Cowboys, establishing themselves, I think, as one of the better teams in football, especially one of the better teams in the NFC, uh, which is, as a Cowboy fan, nothing but, now I'm just delighted to be seeing everyone talking so good about the team I support, obviously. But uh, it was it really was a nice weekend of the games overall, though, Tanner.
1: Yeah, the the slate was good, and no NFL Sunday really disappoints for me. Uh obviously I got you- to obviously I got to go to a game for the second week in a row and I'm going to a game next week to make it three weeks in a row. So yeah, I- I'm enjoying the NFL season so far.
0: Yeah, man, look at you taking advantage of being in Buffalo. Not something I can necessarily do since, you know, uh, St. Louis, the Rams no longer in St. Louis, obviously. Right. So not not necessarily something I can take advantage of. A little little jealous there for sure. But let's move on and do our NFL power rankings for the first time this year. All right, let's do it. You know, let's work our way back from 10 to 1 Leave the audience waiting a little bit to see who we think, you know, is that number one team in the league. So let's start from ten to one. Tanner, I'll open it with you. Who do you think right now, through four weeks, is the tenth best team in football? At number ten, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think
1: they are it'd be they're a tough team to leave out of the top ten. Obviously, they beat the returning AFC champions yeah. on Sunday night football and the Chiefs. So Whenever you're beating teams like that, it's hard to leave you out of the top ten. The team well. has, but yeah, but this team has real injury problems, and I think it's going to be hard for them to overcome that. They're getting healthier as mm-hmm. we speak. Rashad Bateman coming back this week—that's big for their receiving core.
2: Yeah.
1: So I think this team is on the up and up, but right now with the injuries that they have and the kind of slow start they got on losing to the Raiders. Uh, I think about the highest I could put them is, is number 10.
0: Yeah, they they definitely, spoiler alert, they definitely are going to make my list. They are not at number 10. However, the team that made the list at number 10 is also a team where I feel like, yes, they have to make the list. Uh, but it's one where I feel like you know they can only win one certain way, and I'm not sure how great how you know how great your team can truly be when there's one way for your team to win. I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs as of right now. It looks like the only way for them to win games is 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 through a shootout. Honestly, looking like I think it's through a shootout. Their defense is bad. Looking at their red zone defense specifically, they are allowing. I, I don't know how we have this stat, but we have it. They are allowing people to score once reaching the red zone 79% of the time. So 79% of the time a team makes it to the red zone against the Chiefs, you can pretty much book it. They're going to be scoring a touchdown on that drive. Also, their third worst in the NFL, in sacks with only five up until this point, so they're they can't get to the quarterback. Their secondary, as we know, people are picking that thing. It was a game through three and a half quarters, three quarters with the Eagles, as we saw, because simply because they were they were allowing them to put up points and hang in the game. They can only win as as I said through sh- uh, through a shootout. But it's because of their quarterback, because of their offensive weapons that that they have to make the list. Neither here nor there. Uh where, where they're laying. Maybe people aren't aren't going to be exactly thrilled with where they're landing on my list, but they're on it They're on at number 10. Uh obviously looking at Mahomes. He has 14 touchdowns this year, 72% completion. You know, over or around 1200 yards already, and worth you know, four weeks in. So he's playing very well. Tyreek Hill, 450 yards. He's got a four touchdowns, 30 catches already. Travis Kelsey's got 25 catches already so far this year. It's simply because of that offensive firepower that they make the list. But, again, how bad that defense has been, I can't put them any better than 10 as of right now. I've seen so many – I've seen better teams, I feel like.
1: You're a crazy person. The Kansas City Chiefs are not the tenth best
0: team. I'm selling all my stock. selling my stock. They have
1: a great coach in Andy Reid. They have – The best quarterback in football in Patrick Mahomes. That's why they're on the list. Which is... Cannot be understated how important the quarterback position is and how much it matters. If you have the number one quarterback, you cannot be number 10. But they also have... The most electrifying receiver in Tyree Kill and the best tight end, Travis Kelsey. Again, they, again their offense is too good list, for them man. to be that's as low as 10. They could have the worst so far defense.
0: Too. Dallas's offense looks better so far this year, without a doubt. There, there, I would I I would, there are better I would take Kansas City so far this year for sure. Mahomes is playing well. I've also seen Mahomes come up small in some big moments. One in particular, the big interception against the Chargers where they were in position to win that game, big pick. It's a whole different story. So hey, you you keep doing what you're doing, my man. I'm just I'm selling that stock. I have not loved what I've seen so far. They make the list barely at that, but they're number 10 for me.
1: Well, they also make my list, but they're a little higher. At number at number
0: 9, who do you have looking at the Packers? Okay, I don't, I don't necessarily. This is not a team I've loved dating back to last year, but I think this is pretty much the exact same team, a very similar team than what we saw th- these past couple of seasons. I think they're getting right back to how they've been playing. Aaron Rodgers playing as well as he always does eight touchdowns, only two interceptions so far this year. The offensive line is playing well despite injuries to uh, back, uh, uh. Bakhtiari, I believe his name is, and Jenkins, I'm sorry, blanking there for a second. But uh, despite injuries to to both those guys, O-line has has, has held its ground up until this point. They've won three straight games, and I think they're on path to win another three straight games. They've got the Bengals, the Bears, and Washington. So I like what I've seen so far. I don't love it. I'm not forgetting what I saw week one. Uh, And, again, I'm not forgetting what I saw them do at the end of last year's season. But they got to make the list, and they're right there at nine for me
1: yeah uh i think the packers are better than nine as well you're kind of with your first two picks i think you're kind of sleeping on how important quarterbacks are you can't win you can't win without a great quarterback they're on the list and
0: and they're pretty low on your list though they're they made it though honestly they should be pretty happy that they made it this far but either way they make it, again, not in love with their defense. Obviously, their secondary as well, I think, can be picked apart. Oh, their secondary is so banged up. And, I, I, don't th- and I don't think defense. I think you, my friend, are underestimating why the Bucks won their, won the Super Bowl last year. It's because so of their defense, big man. No, it's because of their defense, big man. It's because the Chiefs' O-line was banged up. Let's get real on the podcast, all right? So let's not understate how important defense is, all right? But let's not let's not under underestimate that, which I think you are doing as of right now. So who's your ninth team though? Who's your ninth team? The Dallas Cowboys. Oh number my nine God. for me. Oh my gosh. So Dallas is at nine, and you're talking okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Go
1: ahead yeah. Go. yeah, I'm putting them at number nine. Uh that's a but go ahead. The, the offenses look good. Um best offensive football. Go ahead. I you don't know offense I, though. I, I I disagree, but they are a very good offense. And but on defense, they they still do have holes. I know they have are leading in turnovers, but there's such thing as turnover luck. Like turnovers but aren't turnovers are aren't a consistent the factor. Are you, they are. are it, it's, it's a it's a bend but don't break defense. They let up yards like crazy.
0: They do. They have been letting up a decent amount of yards. But when it comes down to it, Micah Parsons has been the best rookie edge rusher in football. Trayvon Diggs has been a top three corner. They lead in takeaways. And let's, let's not underestimate what's the most important stat on the defensive side of the ball. What's the most points. getting ta- points? Okay, getting takeaways is right up there as well. Getting takeaways, getting your offense the ball back, especially when when you have one of the most explosive offenses in football. So their defense, I think, is being as is being a little underrated. It's also been a little overrated at times, but I think they are a top ten defense. They've been one of the better defensive teams so far this year, and I don't think that should be underestimated. And yeah. on, on the other end of the ball, offensively, they've been the at, at worst, at worst, the second best offense of this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, they're a great team, and I think as the season goes, I think they probably will continue to rise on this ranking.
0: Ninth is abysmal. Uh, Can't
1: say. I, but- I, I just need to see the defense do it a little bit more than if, if they can continue what they've done the last few weeks, then I'll, I'll believe, you know, like I'll, I'll buy into this Cowboys team a little more than I already am. I do think they have a chance to come out of the NFC. I'm not like saying they're bad. Like they're a top 10 team. They're, they're right up there with the best teams in the NFC. I think.
0: I agree. I very much agree. They're on my list and they, they're a little lower. On right, my list, let's move on to number eight, though. Mm-hmm. OK, so my first two, obviously, I was going uh, with the Chiefs at 10, Packers at nine. So here you have it. Oh, do you want me to go at eight? No, no I, I know. Who, who are your eight, uh 10 and nine picks? Just Ravens down. and Cowboys. Ravens and Cowboys. OK. At number eight, I got the Ravens at number eight. OK, I think they're a top 10 team. As we said, they got to make the list. Lamar, I think honestly, should be a little higher. Talking about MVP, what he's been doing for them so far this year shouldn't be underestimated. I know he has like four touchdowns and three picks, but looking at everything else, what he's been doing running the ball, he's pretty much been their run game up. And look at the
1: receiving core he has.
0: Exactly right. So he's he's doing all he can. They're I believe three and one as of right now. They are playing some really good football. They beat the Chiefs, as you said. That barring that one mistake they made, you know, a couple mistakes they made opening opening week against the Raiders it's been a, a pretty solid team despite as you said all the injuries that they've had on both sides of the ball obviously their running game the running backs were, were completely depleted you know they, they simply had to scrounge and sign a couple of guys and they're playing right then a couple of days later similar to uh Sherman and you got and, and the bucks as of right now but he is he's thrown for over a thousand yards already he's rushed almost 300 yards already so far this year. They beat the Chiefs, uh, beat an undefeated Broncos team, 3-0. I think Broncos were being overrated a little bit, but undefeated Broncos team nonetheless beat the Chiefs. Despite losing, like I said, a couple of pieces here and there, the defense is still playing well. They got to make the list. Maybe I'm a little higher on them than you are, but I got the Ravens at eight.
1: Yeah, and I think all these teams are kind of in the same tier of teams. I think they could kind of be – really any way kind of any given Sunday between a lot of these teams mm-hmm. but but yeah I th- obviously I also have the Ravens just a little bit higher on the list than you so I also think they're a very good football team
0: who you have a uh, who are you looking at for number eight
1: I have the Los Angeles Chargers at number eight okay who I, like I know it. I know beat your Cowboys who I have lower than them and uh yeah my
0: cowboys beat them and somehow that doesn't make any sense
1: but again go ahead go ahead i I, I just like the uh chargers wins a little bit more than i like the cowboys wins uh the chargers beat the reigning afc champion hey i'm gonna say give us three
0: weeks and the cowboys are gonna beat the chiefs as well so then you can finally say that about us too so yeah let's keep going yeah if
1: if y'all beat the chiefs we'll uh we'll we'll re-talk and uh but yeah the in the thing that I think is the most slipped on on the Chargers team is how good this defense has looked.
0: Stepping this, up, man. This defense has played well in every single game. I mean, they held Let's, the Cowboys to 20 points, they held the Chiefs to 24, held the Raiders to 14. Yeah. <laughs> they've been playing good, man. <laughs> yeah, they like their
1: defense has been not talked about at all and they've been they've been neutralizing some of the best offenses in football. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this Chargers team is very good, and on the offensive side of the ball, if they can figure out a little bit of red zone woes that they have, I think they're going to continue to uh, improve on offense, and I think this team is going to be very scary down the road. I've so made.
0: I have the Chargers at seven. Moving okay. next, next, now down on our list, one more spot. I got Chargers is having basically for every reason – you just said okay they're good on both sides of the ball defense has been a little underrated but playing as you said neutralizing some of the best defenses in football herbert is just ascending as perhaps a top 10 quarterback in this league if he continues to play at the rate he has been so far i think we can both say he's going to be one of those top guys by the end of the year uh nine touchdowns three interceptions 69 percent completion almost got 12 uh, 1200 yards already chargers are my seventh best team in football right now sure okay
1: okay and at seven i have the green bay packers at seven i think this team obviously has defensive issues especially in the secondary if jair alexander cannot play then they're definitely farther down on this list i just am i'm kind of banking on the fact that he's going to be back soon, which we're kind of still unknown. It's Tuesday night here. Yeah, we got some time, the, time before. Yeah. And, and the Jair Alexander alert is uh, not hit my phone yet. So, but on offense, they're good. They can run the ball and they have the reigning MVP at quarterback and he's got one of the best wide receivers in football and Devontae Adams and their offensive line has played well even without guys like Bakhtiari and Chikins, and they moved Lindsay across to LA and so this team has been they're playing well. Like we'll it see lo- if they
0: can keep it up is the thing offensive line I see if they can hold up to it. Buffalo and the city right there. Welcome yeah. to it but either way. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah and uh missing Preston Smith for the year is uh or Z'Darrius Smith, I mean, is is big for this Packers team. They uh, can't really get to the passer, so that's the only reason I don't have them higher or lower, I guess, on the list. I never I never seven.
0: understand how to, how to necessarily say that. It's like, okay, they're better. They should be better. Yeah, this, but that's the reason too. I don't have them better on the list. There you go, whatever whatever we want to say. Let's move on to number six. Okay, I'm going to allow you to go first here at number six. Who do you have at that sixth spot? I got the Kansas City Chiefs at number six. Okay.
1: They're two and two, so they are they have the worst record out of all the teams on my list, but they're still the Kansas City Chiefs. I know this defense has played bad, and I know that you said they've kind of been exposed on defense a lot. I but, think they
0: have, man. But I really lost the Ravens. If they can and find chargers? a chargers, but oh, if they can find dude. a way
1: to get to the quarterback at all this defense which they will, have not whatsoever yeah, yeah that that's the main problem it's not the what secondary whatsoever. it's the fact that there's it's 79 the no, in the red zone
0: that's, that's it's, a, rough stat. It's that's that a that they, rough stat it's the fact that they
1: it's the fact that they haven't gotten to the quarterback so the quarterback has yeah. all day to throw and he's picking apart a secondary that's 100%. actually pretty decent like not else. playing good though. They're not playing well. But they're not they're not playing well because they have to cover for eight seconds because no, it, they can't get to the quarterback.
0: Yeah, 100 percent correct. And there's either way, it's lack of production, you neither here nor there. You know, it's lack but, of production on both both secondary and but that's why they're not usually when you're talking about power rankings, the Chiefs are right there at number one, right there at number two. Yeah. This is why. This is why but
1: yes, but they still have Patrick Mahomes, and I would be hard pressed to uh not put them any Worse on the list
0: than yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Anyway, I I like him at ten. They have the worst record on the list as well. There's tons of raising behind the number ten. Either way, number six. Another thing that Tanner is gonna absolutely love. I got Tampa Bay at number six. The Buccaneers, I think, have been playing so far. They've been playing also with all their injuries, like the sixth best team in football. Not to say not to knock them. You know, they're still a top ten team as as you've been saying. They're still a top ten team injured though man they're secondary as you said you listed the five four whatever guy how many guys that aren't playing that usually are your starters which obviously usually have a, a rather big impact you guys were one of the best defenses in football last year and how you started the year as well is much better than, than how you've been playing as of recently so the, the biggest thing for me the biggest thing for me is the last the last two weeks honestly since i've seen you know from week one i just haven't loved that. i, I like that win against dallas and even when you're talking about the win they won kind of just like rolling out of bed and still won that game. It wasn't like a phenomenal game by the Bucks. They still just ended up winning that game. Um, So I, I haven't just necessarily loved anything that I've seen from them so far this year, only 20 points against the Rams, only 19 on the Patriots nearly lost that game. Thanks to whoever the kicker is now in new England, hitting that thing off the goal post. Fulk. is folk. Now the okay, kicker, Either way. Th- thanks to him hit, hitting the side of the goalpost. You guys ended up winning that game, but I haven't loved what I saw from you, though. I thought, the, I thought you should have been more competitive with the Rams, and I thought they should have beaten the Patriots you know, worse. I should have beat them better than, than what they did. So that's the biggest reason. And then all the injuries, that's the biggest reason I don't have, have them any better on this list.
1: Okay. Yeah, uh, I think they're better than that, for sure, whenever they are healthy. But oh, yeah, not, I mean, when but, they're but, healthy, but they're the second-best
0: team, first-best well, team, even, you could yeah, say. Yeah, but they're
1: not healthy, so it's hard to say – if 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 ands and butts mattered then that's the biggest reason honestly you if know so,
0: secondary is healthy we're not talking about all this either.
1: yeah so they have all these secondary injuries and that hurts because teams have been able to pass the ball on them like crazy and their pass rush hasn't been able to do much because they're getting the ball out in two and a half seconds it teams haven't even tried to run the ball on the bucks because oh you can't they, run the ball that's that's, yeah. that's
0: one of the pros like you cannot run the ball it, but that's one of the things going for him right now. You,
1: you were talking about your guy and Trayvon Diggs, and I've seen a lot of Trayvon Diggs for Defensive Player of the Year hype. Uh, I'm gonna,
0: I, I won't go that far yet, but yeah,
1: I'm gonna start the, I'm gonna start the, I'm gonna start the Vita via for Defensive Player of the Year because that man has just completely neutralized every run game. They see that big old boy in the middle and they say,
0: "It's scary, bro." Yeah, uh, scary.
1: let's just let's just try passing instead.
0: Yeah, so, try passing. Let's uh, let's try to toss it outside. And when that doesn't work, like you said, yeah, you go back to the pass but, game. But, yeah, but the, yeah. off, the
1: offenses look good whenever whenever they're firing, they're so good. Uh yeah. The the rain really hurt this team on offense, and the Rams the Rams have a tough defense. They have they, a good defense, exactly. I just like I still think this team is going to be very good and i still think they're going to compete for a super bowl it's just they got to get healthy on they got to get healthy on the back end for sure got
0: to and the expectation or you know what we were saying about them was that you know they were one of the best defenses and if not you know the best offense in football and we we haven't necessarily seen that so far this year they've been good they just haven't haven't been that great level which we know they are more than capable of hitting so far so that's six what about number five
1: At number five, I got the Los Angeles Rams at number five.
0: That's not bad. That's not bad.
1: Yeah. I think this team isn't what they were on defense last year. They did lose some of their defensive backs, and I think their pass defense is more suspect than it was in years past. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey is still incredible, but he's not the only defensive back on this team. So I think that hurts them a lot. But this offense – this offense is good. This offense really can good. put up points at will, and I guess unless you're playing the Arizona Cardinals in the first half, but the, uh, that the was second nuts.
2: half,
1: the second, the second <laughs> half of the game, the the Rams looked like they were just as good as them, and a different game week, maybe that game is scores flipped.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. I like that though. They're good, obviously, both ends, both sides of the ball, defense, as you said. Still really good. Still one of the better defenses, I would say, in the league. But offensively as well, yeah, a little bit of a damper against Arizona, but we see Cooper Cup having a career year so far this year. Matt Stafford having having a career year as well, you could say, right? So they're playing really well in that system with, with the weapons that they have. So they're playing really good. I could see them at number five. Number five for me, I had to put my Dallas Cowboys right there at number five. I think that one of the bigger factors that goes into it, is I think they can win in a in, in a couple of different ways, which which I really think is is nice for this team. You know, looking. Looking at what they've done so far, I think the offense is is looking like the best offense in football. You could say top two, top three. Maybe I'd give you that as well. But, but from my eyes, it's been the best I've seen up until this point. Most versatile. One of the most versatile, if not the most versatile offense, uh, when, when they're playing at their best in football. The, the offensive line, which I think people forgot had two Hall of Famers on it when healthy. They're healthy, and they're playing at, at an elite status once more that's still minus Lyle Collins, okay? Cowboys have, have, have had injuries as well. Keanu Neal's missed a couple of weeks. Demarcus Lawrence obviously out for a couple of months. Michael Gallup will, will miss, I think, when, it, when it's all said and done, five to six weeks. So this team has has not been healthy, 100% healthy either way, and they're still playing really good football. I think Dak is playing the best football we've seen yet. Yeah, he, he just honestly continues to improve year after year. He's got 10 touchdowns, only two interceptions, completion percentage, which was leading the league. Uh, He was at 77 leading up until this past week, this past weekend, now down to 75. He's now trailing Kyler Murray. Uh, So he's second in completion percentage as of right now. Zeke, though, looking at him as well, I think he just had his best game in maybe two years.
1: Yeah, people were freaking out because of week one when he didn't put up any numbers against the Bucs. And what but, did we but, say
0: week one? What was he doing? Blocking. No, he was yeah, seriously and, an extra lineman for that guy there.
1: And no running backs do well against the Bucs. The Bucs don't let you run the ball. Like No, exactly. And that so, just shows how so versatile he is. He can yeah,
0: do so other things. Do,
1: yeah, so don't freak out about running backs' numbers against Tampa.
0: Oh, everyone was saying he was done. You know, done, overpaid. And what he's been doing since that game is basically, you know, say the opposite That it's saying, hey, I got paid and I'm kind of You know, showing you why I got the amount That I did and he, he looks like he's, he's Playing like he was a couple of years ago I think he had his best game, like I said, in two years I like
1: when they have Tony Pollard And Zeke out on the field at the same time
0: It's been a nice dynamic and I, I Think they should do that much more often Because it really, it's just a question mark For the defense, who's going to be getting the ball Both are different backs, you got to worry about different Things for both guys, right, so I think that is Even more, ver- shows the versatility that I'm talking about on this team. They can win throwing the ball. They can win running the ball. The defense has been, as far as takeaways go, the best defense in football. There, there, there's, a, there's a lot of positives here. Uh, the, as we talked about, though, not to pat myself on the back or anything like that, what were we talking about, though, in the preseason? Dallas's defense, how they're getting younger, faster, longer, more athletic, and what has that translated to? An improved and improved defense, which is what we were hoping for. Right. So they've did, absolutely improved. They've improved defensively and offense. They're the best. So I think they have to be on the list. I don't love them at nine. Maybe you don't love them at five, uh, but I think they're the fifth best team in football right now. Who, who do you at Number five. Uh, Number five. Well, I just did number five. Oh my bad, number four. I'm so sorry. Number four. I got the Bucks at number four. Okay. Uh, I, I I hey, so they're not the number one. All right. I like yes, it. I yes, like yes. it. Yeah, so, so I don't have a number one. I'm not
1: quite that big of a homer. Obviously, <laughs> they did they did lose a game to Los Angeles and they didn't look great against the Patriots. Like I'm just gonna say it. Like they they did struggle nope. in that game a lot, yeah. but I think a lot of it is nerves, Tom Brady coming back, a lot of emotion in that game. I predicted it as my under – it hit. I was like pretty confident that was gonna happen. I didn't think it was gonna be some high scoring game like a lot of people did. And this team this team has holes, and if they can't get healthy, this team is gonna this team is actually gonna really struggle, I think, on defense. Yeah, They're man. Thin. They're thin on defense.
0: That's what happens though when you're missing four corners, four defensive backs. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens, man. Your defense gets a little thin in the secondary, and you're lucky though, that defensive line you know, getting after the quarterback. You know, stopping the run game. You still have that going for you. Yeah. Offense at times can be as explosive as as we've seen. A lot of positives still in that in that column, but I see them being at number four. I had I had Cleveland at number four. Okay, I, I put the Browns at number four. They're looking like one of the best, if not maybe the best defense in football. I think from what I've seen so far, I, I've been impressed. From what I've seen, they're the number one pass. Uh, they they have the number one pass rush win rate, so that means they're they're getting by the offensive line the most, obviously, in the in the entire league. I know Jarvis is out as of right now, and that does limit their offense a little bit. I think he is their their best receiver, just because for some random reason Baker and Odell just don't work. Really, they they simply haven't worked, and we haven't seen it, you know, work on a high level quite yet. And from what we've seen so far, with just Odell being the number one receiver out there for them, well, they scored 14 points, I think, against Minnesota. We have we haven't seen all that much, right? So, uh, but looking at at the positives, best running game in football, one of the best defenses in football. One of the, yeah, exactly. One of the, <laughs> I love that. One of uh, the best, you could say, offensive line in football as well. There's so many positives here, right? And what holding the, the high scoring Vikings to seven points, seven points they held them to. This score, this team was putting up 30 points last few weeks in a row, right? So the only question for me, still, reason I have them at number four, not three or anything like that, not even at number one, is how high is Baker's ceiling? Okay, and and you know, can he deliver? I saw him against the Vikings. I did. I did not love his performance against Minnesota whatsoever. Again, only fourteen points. I think it should have been a much uh, more high high scoring affair. But he ended up getting the win. They're three and one as of right now. There's not too many negatives when you're looking at this team. I feel like.
1: Yeah, yeah. This team looks good, especially on the defensive side, which a lot of people didn't see coming. Uh, Miles Garrett. You did. I yeah, said, I, you know? I, I, I did, I did, <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Miles Garrett was my prediction for defensive player of the year. Looks yeah. like he could win that he is, he's unstoppable. The secondary has improved with the defensive backs they got from the Rams last year. This team has improved on the defensive side of the ball so much. They got two big measuring sticks coming up against LA and Arizona. So Two big games coming up to really see where Buckle this up. Browns to see where this Browns team is right now. So I'm excited. That's what to watch. it comes
0: down to for me though it really does. Yeah. I think there aren't a lot of questions besides at the quarterback spot. You know, what are you going to get from Baker against this defense is is, is kind of what it comes down to. I feel like on a week to week basis now. Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. Looking so at the who do you, uh, who do do you have a three.
0: three? That's that's number three. I'm going with your Buffalo Bills, my man. The local uh, cuisine for Tanner, if you will. Hey, their defense stepped up against Miami. Stepped up against the Texans. What making the Texans go scoreless? That was forty to zero. I was there. It was, was not a pretty game. <laughs> exactly right. Not the
1: biggest blowout I've ever been to, though.
0: I'd Curious to see what that actually is, but forty to oh. zero. I believe uh, the Rams beat the.
1: Raiders, 49-0, Derek Carr's rookie year.
0: So just slightly, just a slight nod there uh, to the Rams, right? But, but yeah, you know, making a team go scoreless when you're dropping 40, not the easiest thing to do in the NFL. Uh, Last three games offensively for the Bills also, 35 points, 43 points, 40 points. Josh Allen so far, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. They're the third-best team in football right now. Yeah, the other good. I uh,
1: still have questions about the running game. Yes. Whenever you can throw the ball like Josh yes. Allen, does it
0: really matter? Late in the season, <laughs> though, we saw that come into yep. play last year. Let's see if it happens again this year. But I think they're adequate They're having an okay running game. It's not, It hasn't been awful, I think, like it was last year. Yeah, and they've
1: both the running backs have actually had big runs. Yeah, they've had they some have, decent games. Because they spread teams out so much, they scare them with their passing game that they – open up these running lanes underneath that have actually worked and the uh the defense looked incredible. I also had them at number three. So there we go. There we I go, th- my man. <laughs> yeah, so I think and I I, th- I think this team is good. I think they're underrated. Their pass rush is well, well improved from last year. And this team has taken steps on defense and hasn't really taken a step back on offense.
0: I agree they're they're right there with the best of the best as of right now. I'm interested to see what they do though against the Chiefs. Can they top it off and continue, you know, the offensive output they've been having over the last 3 weeks over uh, sorry against as I talked about earlier a bad defense right now. So I think that should be a rather high-scoring affair. We'll see what you know if the Bills defense can step up sometimes because it should be a rather high scoring affair we'll see if they can limit casey's output but yeah man they're playing they're playing really good looking forward to see what they do uh, moving forward what about number two who sits at that second spot for you right now i got the browns at two i think the yeah. browns are super good we talked about it
1: they are chunning teams to death with <laughs> yeah, dude, it's uh, nick awesome. Chubbin, i got cream on Hunt. my
0: bench I-, I had Hunt in fantasy yeah he's no longer on my bench <laughs> He's yeah. starting, man. He's starting. Yeah. And,
1: and behind that offensive line with two good running backs, their brand of football is they're just going to beat the hell out of you. They're physical. They're going to run the ball down your throat. They're going to get after the passer and they're going to hit you hard. I think this Browns team is so good. And the questions really do lie on Baker Mayfield, who I'm more of a believer in than most people. I think Baker Mayfield's pretty good. And I think he plays up in big games and i think this browns team is pretty scary i have them as the best team in the afc
0: i have the bills this one spot ahead but yeah right there as one of the best teams when healthy in the afc for sure at number two i have the rams at number two i saw them beat the buccaneers obviously lost the cardinals so they're not going to be at that number one spot i think if we, if we would have done this if we would have done this last week before the Cardinal game, I think we might have had, you know, them maybe sitting at that number one spot there. They were looking that way. But either way, Stafford has taken the offense to a whole nother level. Cooper Cup having a career year, defense being led by Donald and Ramsey. I love I've I've really liked what I've seen so far. They've beat some legitimate, t- the biggest obviously being your Bucks, but they've beat some good teams. I like the Rams as the second best team in football right now. I really do.
1: Yeah, obviously they just came off a big letdown spot against the Cardinals. Yeah, I do drop and them down a spot from that yeah, as well. I'm but drop them one, but they pretty much won their Super Bowl the week before beating the Bucks. So it was just, <laughs> yeah. it was just, like, it was just a classic letdown deal. spot. Yeah, so definitely, definitely. I'm not, definitely. I'm not
0: panicking too much about this Rams team losing to the Cardinals. No, definitely not. They're still who they were the week prior. That's because, the question though. Now, you and know. because of speaking. Of the Cardinals, yeah. Speaking of the Cardinals, I think they are only the only team left that we haven't haven't broken down. Are they your number one team? I'm guessing too? they are my number one team. Hey, look at us. Me too. Me too. They're, they're looking at what they did last week, especially beating the crap. Thirty 37- seven. Uh, what was the score of that game? I'm trying to say? Was it 37 to 20 or something like that? Sounds right. I believe
1: something. They like beat that. the
0: crap out of the Rams. I, I think a lot of people probably had L.A. in that matchup winning over. Arizona. It was in L.A. too, I believe. So a lot of people, I think, were favoring the Rams in that game. Arizona. 37 20. Thank you. I thought so. A little bit of a stun by Arizona. But I think they, I think they probably have the MVP on their team right now in Kyler Murray. He's got what? He's third in passing yards, first in completion per, or completion percentage, and fifth in, touch, in, in touchdowns. Four Getting no so running far. The ball. Running the ball as well. Thank you very much. They're four no only team that has that hasn't lost. They're third in passing yards as a team, sixth in rushing, second in total touchdowns with seventeen. I'm sold. <laughs> I think yeah, I am. Yeah, I, don't I, know think I, I don't know what else to say. This offense looks incredible.
1: Kyler Murray looks like he's taking that next step with a possible. He's won the uh first four-game MVP award that is so coveted.
0: Russell and Wilson won that last year, though. Yep, yep. You know
1: it how that panned laughing. out.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Cardinals offense looks incredible. They have receivers galore, they've been able to run the ball, the offensive lines looked good. Kyler Murray is a difference maker. The defense has looked good. Uh JJ Watts. JJ Watts seems like he's making a difference for this yeah. team. And yeah, this Arizona team looks scary. I don't think we both had them in the playoffs, but I don't think either one of us had us
0: had them as the last remaining undefeated team. I had them winning maybe 10 games at the beginning of the year. And looking at that now, it's like, Oh my God, did I mess that up? Did I mess that up right now? Same thing with you picking the Cowboys to win like eight games or something like that. But either way, we'll, we'll get to that as the season goes along, you know, we're, we're going to Cowboys are going to go on like a, a five game win streak. And you know, Add two weeks on Giants next week, Patriots week after that. Be five straight games for Dallas. We can revisit, you know, the Cowboys when, when that happens. If you like we'll mi- find out. Mr. Cornell, Ivy League shirt wearing over there. <laughs> uh, but hey, I say we take a short break, okay? Take a short break. That's pretty much everything from this past week and breaking down our top 10 teams uh let us know what you guys think go take to twitter uh you know let us know leave us a voice message on anchor let us know what you think about our top 10 leave us your top 10 we can maybe even put it in next week's show if we get some voice messages from you guys so thank you all for your continued support thank you for checking out the first half of the show tanner let's take a short break come back talk about our picks of the week then basketball man two weeks away basketball is back preseason started on sunday basketball is officially back how's that sound though man Yep, sounds great. All right, guys, keep it locked on. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. Like we said in the first half, let's move on and talk about week five. Crazy to think, Tanner, we're already almost five weeks through the NFL season. It feels like we just had had Tampa – and, uh, and, and the Cowboys, by the way, checking in on that on our bed, it has been rough wearing that shirt every single Sunday. This past weekend, I had to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, I got some stares. I definitely got some stares thinking, maybe, maybe, maybe probably thinking I was probably just serious wearing that shirt out in public straight out of Tampa Bay. I am not straight out of Tampa Bay. I can say that rather confidently here. You are, though. You. You, you love, you wish I was, but I'm not, I'm just not my man. (laughs) Either way. Also in our other competition, we'll kind of have to figure out what the winner and what the loser is going to have to do by the end of the season. We got, we got a long time to figure that out. I we say that now, next time we think, you know, it's going to be already here either way, though competition going on between Tanner and I so far this year, he is ahead by about one and a half. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm 10, 10-5 and one on the season with my picks. And you are nine and seven. I'm nine and so seven. So you're you're like the seventh seed in the
0: wild card. You're hey, like I'm I'm still making card. it though, though, bro. I'm yeah. still, I'm an X factor. You can't count me out, and I'm still making it. But it's it's a real Dallas Cowboy esque season. I feel like is 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 you know or, or past past Dallas Cowboy esque season. Not this year. It's different this year, baby. Either way, I went two and two last week. I don't love you know. I, I don't love that. I'm actually pretty pissed about it. I, I've gone two and two. In three straight weeks. Three straight weeks, I've gone two and two now. Yeah, that is rough. You're like the Jeff Fisher of. Yeah, 100%. It's 100%. It's like we're just in a bunch of mediocrity, basically, here. But let's start. Let's get right to it. Our picks of the week. Obviously, we do over under, looking at the total points to be scored. Let's start with our over picks. Okay, over under, obviously, looking at the point spread. Let's look at our over picks. Looking at the spread this week, look, looking at all the different numbers or th- different lines, I'm sorry, I didn't love what I saw. Looking at this everything. every week, I know less. It's been two weeks, it's been two weeks I to this in a row, so I, I know I know I, I, I haven't loved what I've seen. Uh, I've said, I think that's the biggest reason I'm going to blame that. That's the biggest reason I've gone two and two the past few weeks, I just haven't loved. Everything that I'm seeing so far. Either way, we'll try and make this week a little better. My over, I'm looking at the Saints and the Washington game. Okay, last week I bet the under on Washington. I will never do that again for the rest of the year, at least unless we see something turn. They, they've been putting up points as of recently. Uh, they play the Saints, who also has a bit of a gunslinger back there uh, for a for quarterback in Jameis Winston. So it's 44-and-a-half. I'm taking the over. Also looking at Washington's last three games – 34 points, 21 points, back up to 30. So I'm hoping they keep keep that trail going, that that roll going there. And then the last two games for the Saints, 21 and 28 points. I think I'm feeling pretty good. I think it's going to be over 44 points. Pretty confident for sure, even, I'm feeling on that one.
1: Yeah. uh, It seems like a pretty low number for these two teams, two teams that can put up offense uh the saints have kind of struggled a little bit to score but the washington defense has been pretty atrocious actually
0: yeah man nowhere so, near what they were last year right so yeah that's my over yeah. though that's my over
1: Yeah, so i don't think that's a bad pick uh my over i have packers Bengals at 50 i think this is going to be a shootout i think the packers come out on top but i think it's going to be a shootout i think joe burrow is gonna pick apart this Packers defense, especially without Jair Alexander. They're gonna have to play Kevin King. And we all know how Kevin King does. Not good is the answer. Uh I don't know if he's gonna be covering T Higgins or if he's back or Tyler Boyd. Let's see if he's or back. or Jamar Chase. He's been turning it up. Yeah, if it's any of those three, good night this Bengals team is going to put up points on this Packers team. And obviously the Packers are going to put up points. So I think this is my choice at 50. I'm going Packers Bengals.
0: I like it, man. I like it. I think they are going to put up a lot of points, especially the, what we've been seeing recently from the Bengals is I think we kind of predicted this to start the year. They're going to score some points. They're more than capable, you know, of, of putting up those points. Can they win? in all the shootouts that they're in though, that's kind of been the question on them. Uh, but I like it. I think they probably will go over four or over fifty. And again, I'm going over for 44 and a half for the Saints in Washington. Looking at the under, uh, what what a couple of teams, what two teams are you looking at there for, for that matchup? I'm um, surprisingly, I'm gonna go with the
1: Chargers and the Browns, one of the best games of the week. Yeah. I'm taking I'm taking that as my under. The Browns defense has looked really good, and so has the Chargers defense mm-hmm. these last couple games. Uh and both the offenses. It's kind of not looked as good as they could be. So I think they both kind of struggled to find their scoring touch here. At that makes 46, sense, I think. At 46 and a half, I think the line's a little high for these two teams. Uh, I think it's more of like a 40 total. So I got Browns, Chargers, in a
0: great game. Great scoring game. Low scoring affair, yeah. I mean, looking at what they've done, both both defenses seem to be limiting, despite what offense they're playing. They're limiting that offense's capability, right? So I like that. That's what that's what we've seen so far this year. That's probably a pretty safe bet. This one that I'm pulling out, probably not as safe as that one right there. But hey, we got fingers crossed sitting here at nine and seven. We got we got to make some moves here, take some risks. But I'm looking at the Colts and the Ravens uh, for my under. The line is at forty eight right now. I just seems high. That, I just thought that might have been a little high for those two teams who might run the ball a lot. I think it could be a little bit of a low-scoring affair. I like the – like I said, it's at 48. I like the under there. I think they're going to run the ball heavy. Uh, Definitely going to take the under for the the, uh, Ravens and the Colts. Yeah, I also like the under in that game. I think that's a good, solid bet. I don't believe in this indie team. At all. Hey, they have one points. win. They have one win so far this year, right? And I, and everything we've seen up until this point, I, I'm not buying any stock and what I've seen so far. Is Carson Wentz even going to be available two quarters into the game? Who honestly knows? So yeah, not loving what I've seen. And then the Ravens, like I said, should be uh they haven't been in too many shootouts so far this year either, right? So we'll see, we'll see what they can do. Looking at the favorite and underdog now, looking at the point spread. What is, like, a lock for you this week looking at those for, for your yeah. favorite? Yeah, for a favorite,
1: I'm going with the New Orleans Saints against the Washington football team. I think the New Orleans Saints, just is they're just a better team. It's two points. I know it's in Washington, but I think the Saints are going to – I think it's going to be
0: close. I think it's going to be close. I think it's a
1: 10-point game probably. I think this – new orleans team is the better team and i think we'll see that on sunday
0: all right so that is your favorite Am i think I, f- I think
1: i think the washington offense is kind of going to struggle against the stolen defense
0: I think so i mean they, they've, they've been putting up points but maybe all they, they haven't been playing you know too challenging of defense but atlanta they put up some points against atlanta put up some points against the giants as well we're, we're not sitting here talking about either one of those teams defense right now right so We understand that point spread, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what it comes down to. I'm looking at the Packers and the Bengals. Okay, Packers versus Bengals. Like you said, I think it is going to be a high-scoring affair, but I think the end result is going to be at least a Packer win by a field goal. Worst case scenario, it's a game-winning drive by Aaron Rodgers, and Crosby's going to knock it through the uprights, and they're going to win by three points. I think that is kind of the worst-case scenario here. In in a rather high-scoring affair, as you talk about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers have been putting up some points, we know what, what that Bengals offense is capable of doing. Burrow has some weapons, should be a decently close game, but I like, again, the Packers by at least a field goal here, minus three is my favorite for the uh, Packers versus Bengals. Yeah, I also like the Packers in that game, so I don't, definitely don't hate the pick. Um, what about underdog? Who is your underdog for this week? As I always say, this is a tough one. You know, I, sh- I should patent that. I should be afraid of this. This was a tough one, but I'm looking at the Bears and the Raiders. The Bears have not been a team I think I've touched all season long. I'm going to mess with Chicago a little bit here this week my toe in the water a little bit, see how it works out for me. But uh, uh, Bears are plus five and a half against the Raiders. I didn't love what I saw from that Raider offense against the Chargers on Monday night, only 14 points, kind of got it going late a little bit, but still nothing really to get them close in that game. So I didn't love what I saw from them. The Bears defense as well, I think has been getting gradually a little better week by week from what I've seen so far. I, I don't necessarily think Chicago's going to win this game, but I don't think the Raiders are going to win by that much. I think it's probably a field goal game when it comes down to it, maybe around a three, maybe a three to five, but it's again, it's at five and a half. Uh, I'm, ta- I'm taking uh, the underdog. My, my I, I like the Bears. I do. Is it is it in Chicago or is it in Vegas? I'm pretty sure it's in, in, in Vegas, but I don't want to be 100% on that. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think about the way it was listed. That that tells you about, I I'm not 100% where it is, but considering the Bears are five point underdogs, I'm I'm really considering that it's going to be uh, in in La, in Las Vegas. Yeah, in Las Vegas, I'm sorry, that's where they are now, right? So I believe it's in uh, Raiders are going to be the home team. I haven't I haven't messed with the Bears so far this year. I was a little nervous to uh, take them as as our, as an official pick, obviously, but I'm going I'm with a little them, nervous
1: man. with David Montgomery going down. And what that means for this offense, because they have kind of rode him the last two weeks. So I think it's get their offense is going to take a small step back. But I I still think it's a closer game than five and a half.
0: Yeah, five and a half. I just thought was a little little too big, a little too much. You know. What so- about you? What are, what are you looking at? For my underdog.
1: I'm going with the Browns over the Chargers. Uh, they're one and a half point underdogs. So I think they're going to win outright. Yeah, I think yeah, pretty I, much, right? When yeah, you I, it's that think, close. <laughs> yeah, I think the Browns are the better team than the Chargers. I think the Chargers are a very good team, but yeah. they're they're not as good as the Browns. I think the Browns are more talented, and we're gonna. I think we're gonna see that on Sunday. I think they're gonna. Me too.
0: I uh, my only doubt for question for them is you know how they play without Jarvis because obviously he I think he is their best receiver, and uh, they haven't they haven't thrived since he's been out, right? So that is a little bit of a concern. But they they have the two best. Running back, the best running back duo right in football, you, you can spread those guys out a little bit if you want. They got they got enough weapons to win that game for sure. And the defense, as we've seen, yeah, that's not that's not a bad pick whatsoever. I think. What about game of the week? Uh, this game, I mean, this week kind of had a few
1: options. I think. Uh, I think that Browns Chargers game is really good. I think the Thursday night game is very good. Yeah, that's interesting. And, yeah, but. I gotta go I gotta go Bills Chiefs Sunday Night Football. I think Oh it's Sunday night football too. I didn't even know that. Oh my gosh, even better. Even better. Yeah, so Bills Chiefs Sunday Night Football rematch of the AFC Championship last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's in Kansas City.
0: So I th- I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. KC but... needs a win more than Buffalo does right now. They need to yeah. come back and say, "Hey, we're the best team in the AFC," or we you know we're, we're still one of those top guys despite our defense right now. So yeah, I think KC needs it more. But two of the best young quarterbacks between Patrick Mahomes yeah. and Josh Allen, yeah, uh, two offenses that are
1: playing really well, uh, and. We'll see if Kansas City's defense
0: can uh, hold up, I ste- guess. Sir. Step yeah. up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm excited to see that. And Same thing with Buffaloes, right? Let's see if they can hold, hold, and hold some points back and, you know, keep that offense on the field and keep them ahead. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I think I was debating between that or, you know, the Giants and the Cowboys game. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just. I, mean, I just played. Obviously, obviously, Bills, Bills, Chiefs. They they got to be the game to go with. Obviously, that, that should be a pretty solid matchup. Let's move on though. Besides that, obviously, there it, we are you know bound for another great stretch of games this, this upcoming weekend. Those are our picks of the week. Hoping for a little bit better than two and two. You went two and two last week too, didn't you? Yes, I did. So, so we're both trying. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really trying to get out of that two and two funk. As of right now, man, not feeling good. A little, little tick. We'll see. Got a little um, bit of the two and two blues. I really do. Like you said, I'm feeling like uh, what's his name, the Rams' old coach. You said Jeff Fisher. Yeah, I really am, man. It's eight. It's eight and eight. That's how I am with two and two. It's hopefully, hopefully, it's not three weeks in a row for, or like four weeks in a row for me. It's already been three. Let's move on, though. Cause it's basketball time, man. It is basketball time. It is back. Basketball officially back on Sunday midday. I don't, I don't know anybody. Kind of. Hey, I, I had a great time. I've, I've already watched several preseason games, and I'm, I'm just loving basketball being back. Uh, but uh, Sunday midday, Lakers and Nets. Nets ended up winning that one. I don't think anyone really tuned into that. You know, obviously it's such prime prime football hours right there. So next to no one probably tuned into that one. But on Monday night, I saw a really nice game, uh, Warriors and Trailblazers. That was fun to watch. Obviously, I'm rooting for the Warriors. There, so you see it right there behind me. I thought that was a nice game to watch. I'm excited for, for basketball to be back. And, hey, Wiggins got vaccinated. Wiggins can I now play in, not, in, in in over 41 games this year, which is – He took <laughs> your third option. Hey, I, yeah, you remember the three options from last week? He went with number three, and what, what that was the best one as well, right? That was the best option. He ended up taking that one. Happy for the team, happy for him. He can play in it You know, over 41 games now if he can stay healthy throughout the year, which is a good thing. Nets are kind of still dealing with that same issue with Kyrie Irving as of right now, as of right now, Kyrie only playing in about 41 of their games. If, if he decides not to get vaccinated and not be able to play in his home arena in Brooklyn. Right. So that's the question as of right now. And, That's kind of the team we're kind of talking about as of right now, right? We're going to be looking at the Eastern Conference here uh, to wrap up the show, be giving you guys our NBA standings, predictions, bit of a preview overall for this Eastern Conference. We did this for like every division leading up to the NFL season, obviously. You know, we did every division leading up. This is kind of our NBA edition Looking at both the Eastern and the Western Conference. So Tanner, let's go one through ten. We'll kind of do the opposite of what we did with the NFL. We're gonna go one through ten. Who do you think next year wins the Eastern Conference? Uh I have I in the have, regular season. In the regular yeah. season,
1: obviously, yeah. we're talking about so I'm Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's gonna have the best record. Uh, they always play well in the regular season, they're a team that their stars actually their team their stars actually play in their games in the regular season a lot of them too a lot of minutes too. yeah (laughs) so i so i just don't see this team not not winning the east uh i don't necessarily think they're the best team in the east you know they just came off championship and they're my favorite team but they're a good regular season team especially
0: yeah but i i think they're gonna be the number one seed in the east that was a joke about them playing a lot of minutes. By the way, that was a knock on holes Are only playing Giannis <laughs> thirty? He was the only guy playing thirty minutes last year for him, which is insane to think about. Or two years ago, I'm sorry, but yeah, man, they're they're the they're the champs as of right now. I don't hate that pick for sure, especially when we're talking about the Nets. What I just brought up, they might not have their point guard for half the year. Solid. You got Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis are playing the best basketball. I think Chris Middleton and Giannis them exclusively are playing the best basketball they have up until this point, especially what we saw in that finals run. I don't hate that pick whatsoever. I do disagree. And I think Brooklyn is still going to end up winning the Eastern conference, looking at what they have. I think they're probably going to win around 57. Maybe, maybe they get up to 60. We'll see how many games Kyrie ends up playing. We'll see if that ends up affecting their chemistry and what, what happens in that situation. They have the best big three in basketball, they added to their obviously last year. The big knock on them was like, "Hey, you guys don't have a bench. You know, you guys don't have any depth." Well, they've they've added that very thing. They got Paul Millsap, Lamarcus Aldridge coming back from retirement, uh, Patty Mills, which Patty's gonna he's gonna be a, f- a phenomenal sixth man for them. Looking forward to seeing that. James Johnson. They brought Blake Griffin back as well. This this is a a, a deeper bench than you know, a much deeper bench than what we saw last year. And I know the whole Kyrie thing. Who knows how many games he's going to play? But I think Kevin Durant and James Harden are enough for Brooklyn to get that number one seed. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I have, I
1: have Brooklyn at number two. So even without Kyrie Irving only playing in half the games, uh, possibly, I still. And it's their think... second
0: year, second year playing together. Remember yeah, I, like I still think
1: games. this is going to be a close race to the finals. Yes. I mean to the to the final game of the season. Yeah, and I have I have Brooklyn at number two. Kevin okay. Durant is the best player in basketball.
0: Hey. And that's it's, it's insane that we, we somewhat disagree. I think Kevin could take that back in my eyes, but looking at what I saw from Giannis, I am still I am still giving the nod to him and that best player of the world conversation. But yeah, what let, I I agree hundred percent with what you said. That's gonna be right down to the end of the season. I wrote down I think both the Nets and the Bucks are are looking at around 57, 58, maybe even up to 60 wins, I think, on the year. We're back to 82 games this year. So I think they'll get up in the high 50s, maybe even get in the 60s. We'll see. Both of them are going to be right there at the end. But yeah, I got the Bucks sitting at number two behind the Nets. Like I said, best player in basketball in my eyes in Giannis. They're fresh uh, fresh off a championship right now. Middleton Giannis playing the best basketball. I've, I've seen them play in that finals run. They what's a couple of things I don't love? Why I don't necessarily have them at number one. Losing P.J. Tucker, that's a loss. He he would guard arguably their best player at times, and then you know consistent corner three that patented corner three as we know. So I think that is gonna be missed. Uh, uh, you know veteran leadership as well as kind of get a little bit of an X factor. Tough guy is what you got from P.J. I think they will miss that. But they also brought in a shooter in Grayson Allen, which I like. Uh, brought in Rodney Hood and they re-signed Bobby Portis, who played his best basketball during that run as well. So I think they'll be the second-best team in the Eastern Conference next year. The question is, who's sitting at number three in the East right now, kind of? Yeah, I got
1: Miami at number three two years ago. They were in the Eastern Conference final. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, they were in the they yeah. were in the championship. Yeah, they, 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 were, they were Eastern Conference champs. 800%. And they added Kyle Lowry. So they added a point guard, which is what they were missing. And I think – I think this heat team is going to be very good. And I think this heat team finishes third best team in the East.
0: I agree. I think, I think they're poised looking at what they did, what they've done already. I think they're going to be around 50 wins and they got PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry, Markeith Morris. I I love all of those additions to this Miami heat team. And like I said, like you said, uh, they were in the finals two years ago. They have young guys getting better, like Duncan Robinson, like Tyler Hero. They're getting better and better. It seems like they're hoping for if you're asking Heat fans, they're hoping for another step forward from both of those guys, especially a guy in Tyler Hero. But you said it, Kyle Larry, the point guard that they needed, PJ Tucker, another role player that they needed. Uh, they also uh, ex- brought back they brought back Robinson, like I said, and then Victor Oladipo. Alladipa wasn't healthy last year. We really haven't seen him be healthy over the last couple of seasons. But when he's healthy, I'll believe him playing. I'll believe him playing when I see it. As a if he does, that's the question. But when he does and he and he's healthy, that dude's a fifteen to twenty point a night scorer, and that's going to do nothing but help this Miami Heat team. And again, and if he doesn't pan out, he's on a minimum contract, and you have other guys who can fill that role when he can't. Right. So it's not a it's not a big loss. It's really just a lot of win. For the heat team bringing bringing him back but i think you're right they they're gonna be the third best team looking at the east right now more than likely you know they okay, gotta be so you, so you also have them at number three they gotta be at number three okay yeah. who do you have at number four this is so tough dude this was so freaking tough i watched yeah, the this, bulls this, 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 yeah this is where it started with me i watched the bull yeah me too This i watched the bulls in preseason and i'm like man i'm not putting i don't have them at four I was like, man, am I underrating Chicago a little bit? I know it's preseason against the Cavs, who are awful, but I loved what I saw from them in their first preseason game. Lonzo finding a wide open Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan making plays as well. Uh, but I don't have them at number four. Just a quick side note, because I saw them play some basketball this evening, which again I'm pretty psyched about, even though it was just preseason. I'm taking a bit of a swing, and I'm taking the Hawks at that fourth spot. I I really just loved what I saw from Trey young during that run when he's healthy, he's playing like a, one one of the best point guards in basketball, looking at what I saw from him last year. I'm worried about the new foul calls with Trey young. Yeah. I think that is going to affect some, some point, you know, maybe some point totals for him, but again, Either way, this is a guy that gets a bucket off the dribble, can get away from defenders, can blow right past him with his speed. He's getting better and better, more consistent shooting the basketball. I think he could be an MVP candidate this year. They're going to have to win enough games for him to be in that conversation. But I think he established himself to be kind of in that realm. He's going to be on everybody's radar, I think, going forward as well. they got a lot of young guys on the roster which I, I'm hoping continue to develop and get better and better as, as we've seen them do so far up until this point. Uh, they have a new head coach, obviously, who they had. I'm trying. I'm blanking on his name as of right now, but they obviously fired their head coach, made him their assistant coach, the new head coach, and they, they've just been playing great basketball ever, ever since that move, and they brought him back. Uh, so I'm expecting about 45- wins from this Hawks team they won about 40 41 last year I think they take a step forward this year and win about 45 games but yeah a little bit of a swing I got the Hawks at number four
1: okay yeah I don't hate it um I have them on my list just a little bit lower I have the 76ers at number four I mean yeah even without, even without Ben Simmons I think Joel Embiid is good enough to where the seam is, this team wins regular season games, what they do. They were they the first seed or the one seed last year, I believe last yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. So they struggle in the playoffs, but this team I think is going to be able to still win enough regular season games to get themselves top four seed in the East. And yeah, I have them at number four. I think Joel Embiid
0: makes an MVP round. I think you're right. He's he might be my pick for MVP, especially with Ben not playing or who knows what's going on with that situation. I think his role, I think he's going to you know take it a little personally to try and go out there and play the best basketball. We've seen the only doubt for me in the Sixers, how many games is he going to play? Every single season you can count. It's a fact. He's not playing 20 to 25% of the games at least. At least that's that, that's best case scenario. He's playing 75% of the season for you, right? So that's where I think not having Ben is gonna play a factor. We'll we'll just have to see what they can get for him. Who knows? Maybe he comes back. Who knows what's going on in Philly? But the upside there is pretty high. So I, they're they're at four for you. You said number yeah,
1: four. And and Joel and did have my favorite quote of the offseason. What mean to say? what do uh, he say? It says he doesn't step on the scale because it's not good for his ah. mental health. And uh as a big guy, I've
0: never uh related more you to freshman athlete. You see, I'm I've always been a little bit of a smaller build, and I'm I'm up 20 right now. I'm about 20 pounds. I'm I'm loving when I step on the scale, so I I feel bad. Hopefully, but uh, I I disagree on on him there. But I do think <laughs> I I did love hearing that from him because he's got to be over 300 pounds. Like that guy has got to be yeah, he's he's so easy. He's, he's, huge, a he's a unit. He's a he, unit. He is jacked. And he's just seven, seven, over seven feet tall. Right. So I'll imagine what that scale looks like when he steps on number five. Okay. So I, I had the Hawks at four. You had the Sixers. I had the team that beat the Sixers, right? They beat them to move on to the conference finals. You have them at that number one. At that, what about five? What I have the Celtics at five. I
1: think they, we're able to uh, stay healthy with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think this team is going to go on a little regular season run. Don't really believe in them in the playoffs, but I, th- I think the Celtics team is good enough to be a top five team
0: in the East. You son of a gun. Look at you. I got Celtics at five, too. I, th- okay. I, th- I think I think the exact same thing. I think they're going to win about 45 games, maybe up to 47. I think they're going to be – I think I think the seeds four through seven four through six especially are going to be a game maybe even the exact same record it depends on matchups So that's going to be like really these seedings might might be a little a little different when it comes down to it because of you know regular season matchups stuff like that but these are going to be you know th- those those top five teams I like the Celtics at five as well uh, Tatum and Brown you said it yourself they're coming off their best individual season up until this point both players are I think Tatum we talked about Joel Embiid being an MVP candidate. I think Jason Tatum is gonna be an MVP candidate this year if, if they win enough games. The only question is if they're healthy as well. You said it last, you, you said it first. Last season, Jalen Brown missed the end of the year, wasn't able to play in the playoffs. But throughout the entire of regular season, both guys missed games, uh, also because of you know, because of their workload. Being so high, it was literally just uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown doing pretty much everything for that Celtic team. So that was why we saw injury. But I think you're right. If they can stay healthy, they're going to win some games. They also added Dennis Schroeder, Josh uh, Richardson, and brought back Al Horford. I think all of those moves make them make them a little bit better. Uh I said, health is the biggest thing coming down. But, yeah, I think they're going to win some games. Celtics are sitting at that fifth spot for me. At number six... I have the Sixers. Okay. I and, the Sixers and I have right the Hawks. Like, okay. So, okay, so we just. Fourth,
1: our fourth and sixth teams
0: are. We just flip-flop them right there, which I think is it, it could be the other way around, the, the exact same way that you say. We'll see what, what Philly does. uh. But because of the Ben Simmons drama, if he does not play and they still don't make a trade for him, it means they're going to be without a big part of their team. Obviously, an all-defensive guy, an all-star in this league, a guy who averaged like 15, 8, and 8. Pretty consistently for you, right? So you're gonna be missing a decent part of your team. I think it's gonna come down in, into play when Joel's missing those 20%, that 25% of those games. I think that's when it comes into play. And that's when it bites the Sixers in the butt. They have just Tobias Harris out there playing Seth Curry instead of also having a guy in Ben Simmons playing, who, if you keep look at the track record, Ben usually had his best games playing without Joel Embiid on the floor. Uh, so I think they are going to be missing that, and that's why I do have them down at number six. Uh, but at, at their best, they have an MVP candidate and still one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. And being at that sixth spot means they're the last team that wouldn't be in the play-in tournament, okay? Because seven yeah. through 10, seven, eight, nine, ten are all going to be in that play-in tournament. So we both agree, Hawks, you know, we, we have the same group of teams who are going to be out of that play-in tournament.
1: You know, yeah, yes, yeah, So we have the same six teams in the top six spots, just a little flipped around. Not uh bad, curious, not bad. To, curious to know who you have as your playing teams. Who do you have at number seven?
0: I went Chicago. I went Chicago. So I. I I was really debating putting them higher on this list, you know, making them a little better, especially because I, I saw that preseason game. I might be way overreaction to a to a little sample, a really tiny sample. But I think this team is going to shock some people this year, and I think they are going to win some games. But since you know, since they're, they're coming from being one of those bottom-level teams, you know, scraping and clawing, trying to make that 10th spot is kind of where they've been at the last few years. I don't think they make a huge jump to be the fifth-best team, the fourth-best team. It's kind of where I think they're going to gradually get better and better, and this year they go from being one of those bottom feeders, if you will, to being – A playoff team, and a team where they're going to be in position to only have to win one of those planned tournament games to make it to the actual playoffs. So I think they get better, just not that much better, but they definitely take a big step up. What about you? Yeah, I I have Chicago as well.
1: I think with the additions they made this offseason, I think it moves them into being a playoff team. I think Lonzo Ball. Oklufuso, Demar Derozan, uh, Vucevic got there at the end of last year, but he's there again. Yeah, All Star. Yes, yes. So this team is, this team has a lot of like pretty good players on it, and like they should be better. If, you know. Yeah. Like, so if be, they if they don't make one of these top ten spots, it's a disappointment for sure. Oh, yeah.
0: And they have young guys like Patrick Williams who should yeah. be better. He's a good mm-hmm. defensive piece for him, a good two way player. So they they should be. They should not be battling for that tenth seed this year. We can both agree. And they should they should be right there at that t- at the top of that playing tournament. What about number eight? Because there, there 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 are so many teams, I, you know, especially for the nine and ten seeds, there are so many teams. But here for the the bottom feeders in the East, there's just so many different teams. I feel like you could throw out there, you know. Yeah. So at eight, I have the Hornets. I think
1: the Hornets continue to take another step. Uh, I like I liked their draft a lot. And I think Lamelo Ball is very good. So I think this, I think this Hornets team squeaks in at the eight spot as an old playoff team. Now they got to play in the playing tournament. I don't know how they do,
0: but we'll, I guess we'll find out. But they make it, they make it that far. And I, I believe the seven and eight seeds only have to win mm-hmm. one game. So yeah. I, they, they're also in the same spot where only got to win one of those two games you play. So I saw that bad, not a bad. I don't hate that pick. I don't love it. I don't hate. It. Biggest reason is because Gordon Hayward, if he's healthy, I think they'll be in that spot. I think they will. He, he's going to be a big factor. He said they gave him a lot of money. If Lamello continues to improve, obviously they have Terry Rozier, who's just getting better and better, playing pretty consistent ball for them off the bench at times as well, right? So they have a good team. They they were in the race for it last year. We saw them come up short. Obviously, I could definitely see them being that eight spot. I went a different route. Okay, I ended up taking the Knicks. At the eighth spot. Okay. okay. The eight Knicks at eight. They may have overachieved and just absolutely got burnt out by the end of last year. We saw it in the playoffs. And they they won one game against Atlanta when a lot of people actually had them winning that series. They won a single I picked game. them to win. I think I think I did too. Let's not even talk. Let's not talk about it. Let's not let's not go back, go back in those dark times. But either way, they lost, lost rather, you know, rather badly. And uh, it was just apparent that, hey, they overachieved and, and they were burnt out. But they added Kemba Walker. Typical Tom Thibodeau. They added Kemba. Yeah, it is. You're 100% correct. But they added Kemba, who I think, looking at the Knicks, and they added Evan Fournier, right? So Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, not great players. Olympic legend. Yes. Yes. I think he, he signed his contract, which was rather large, $80 million. I think it was right after that big game in the Olympics. So I think that that might've played a factor in him getting such a bag. We'll, we'll we'll you know, I guess, I guess we'll never know, but, but yeah, you know, I think both of those guys looking at where they lacked last year, it was offensively. They were one of the best teams defensively. It was just RJ Barrett, you know, Derek Rose, Julius Randall, they're, they're good offensive players, but they just needed a little more to be an actual you know good team when it comes down to it. They, they didn't have enough offensively. But Kemba and Fournier, I think, helps. And I think it's pretty much not exact. They're not going to be championship contenders, but I think they're going to be better than what they were last year. They made the playoffs last year. I think they, at the very least, make the play-in tournament this year. A little bit of overachieving. You know, might have been the case, but I think these two additions help them at least get get to the playing tournament. Basically, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Forty-ish yeah, wins, forty-ish. You know, yeah, I think I think the Knicks are in a weird spot. I have them as my nine
1: seed. There you go. So, you so go. I, so I think they're in a weird spot to where I have them with a worse record than last year. Yeah, but probably being a better team in general. People are watching out for him now, too. Yeah. yeah, I think they're not going to walk into your building and surprise you by how hard they're playing. People know they're going to play hard. And Julius Randle, right? That surprised
0: everybody. He was surprising everyone on on a a nightly basis. Now it's like, okay, he's the guy you're zoning in on when you're going into these games. Let's see how he kind of reacts to that at the same time, right?
1: Yeah, so I I think the Knicks at least make the play-in tournament. We'll see exactly how they finish when the season starts to unfold um so it's who do you have at number t- who do you have at number 10 as your last right. playing team here so i uh, so for nine and ten. Oh yeah i'm sorry no you're good no no
0: you're good. for nine and ten i'm bad i wrote down four teams okay four teams where i'm still dividing and we can just kind of talk through it right here because I, I couldn't i couldn't decide when i was going over it myself okay so i got i got four teams the wizards i've seen added spencer dinwiddie They lost Russell Westbrook, but they also got some guys like Kyle Kuzma, Montrez, Harold, Contavious, Caldwell, Pope, some guys who can definitely play and help your team in ways. So I like getting up Dinwiddie, and I like the package from L.A. I like those two things. So Wizards are an option, not one I'm loving right now. Uh, Hornets are the other team. You listed. we, We talked about why they're getting better and better and how they could be in that spot. The Raptors. Okay. They still got Siakam, they still got uh, Van Fleet, they got a, a high lottery pick this year, so we'll, we'll see You know how, how good they actually are right away, uh, but I think they're going to be somewhat competitive for that final spot, so the Raptors, and then the Pacers as well, they got Malcolm Brogdon, they got a couple of okay players, they got a new coach in Rick Carlisle, Sabonis, thank you so much, <laughs> I, was, I was blanking 100% there, uh, but New coach in Rick Carlisle as well, which I, which you know could help change the culture, could help get a winning culture in there, perhaps, right? Not sure how high the ceiling is on that, but at least maybe be a little bit of a of a better team, more uh more a uh, co- more coached team, even I can say a more, more controlled team, right? With Rick Carlisle, a more veteran guy at you know, holding the ropes. But I think I'm narrowing it, narrow gonna narrow it down. To the Hornets for sure, because of Lamelo Ball, and I think I'm going with the Wizards as well, because of Bradley Beal. I think he's going to be right there, averaging 30 odd points again next year. And I think these pieces fit better. Didn't what he fits better with him than a Russell Westbrook did, though. Beal's coming off one of his highest scoring seasons with uh, with Westbrook. I think he might have a you know a, even even better shot at actually getting that scoring title with him off the team. So I'm looking forward to seeing that Hornets though. And wizards are my two final teams. What's your final team. Okay. I
1: have the Pacers as my 10th team. I was between the Pacers and the wizards, but I decided to go with the Pacers. I think this team is more well-rounded. I actually kind of like their starting five with Malcolm Brogdon. They got bonus. They got miles Turner uh they got Caris LeVert. I just, I just i think this Max team is LeVert. yeah he didn't yeah.
0: play much last year you're right yeah i
1: I, yeah. I think this team is solid enough to make the play in tournament uh, i think they have one of the lower ceilings out of all the teams on here because they don't have that real star power but i think they're well rounded
0: enough to where they're going to make the play in tournament and they got some good players and that that makes a good team Are enough good players you know, gets you to that get gets you to that level, even if you don't have an elite guy, you know, at that elite status on the roster. So I like the Pacers. I'm just giving a nod to Bradley Beal. I think he's the best player at that I you know that any of these teams have, and I don't think his team got that much worse throughout the off season. Uh, so I think he should be. He, he made it last year. I think he'll be right there in the mix as well this year. But I don't hate it overall. Um, but yeah, that's our that's our Eastern Conference preview right there. Basically, there, like I said. Raptors and Pacers for me, not quite uh, making the cut there. But Eastern Conference used to be called the Eastern Conference. This wasn't the easiest thing for me, though. This wasn't like the easiest fill out, just top to bottom. Yeah, they're going to be this, they're going to be this. There... This was a little, you know, difficult to kind of go through. and Yeah, I, I really don't
1: think any of those 10 teams that I listed are bad teams uh, where the East used to be in this position where like What's six. of the
0: teams I listed, huh? You said teams you listed. Something oh list, nah, I mean, I I, I, the, We I, listed pretty much the same teams. Uh, but, I was, I was playing, I was
1: but yeah, yeah. I don't think any more bad teams. Where the East used to be in this predicament, where the eighth seed would have like 30, losing record, thirty-five wins, yeah. like a really
0: bad or, losing record. Like like Detroit would sneak in there with Andre Drummond. It's like these guys, like you said, won like 30, 30 something games, and and you know not not you no know, forty. They go they went forty and forty-two even. You know. <sighs> Uh, with a losing record in an 82 game season, and they're still you know squeaking in there, that could very well happen though. Still, yeah. because of the playing tournament, that could definitely be the case. One of those bottom teams, maybe they get out to a rough start or whatever because the injury, they, they they get healthier towards the end of the year. Whatever the case may be. I think that still might be the case, but it's still a much better team in comparison to a Pistons or an Andre Drummond led Pistons team. Like, it's, yeah, it's, for it's, sure. It's a step up. You know, it's definitely a, a much better competition there, but the season starts in two weeks. Uh, I think October 19th is the first day, and we got Bucks and Nets, and we got Warriors, and we have Lakers. I am hyped. What I've been seeing from Jordan Poole in the preseason. I don't want to overhype it, but if, if he can average 15 points at least per game, which from what I saw in the first – again, this is his first preseason game. He came out and had 30 points, had seven threes, was super efficient, saw the floor super well. You can just see he's in, he's going to be in his third year. You can kind of just see him aging, getting more and more mature, not making those couple of rookie mistakes, those young player mistakes he was, he's been doing the past couple of years. So if he can emerge and be a reliable scorer for the Warriors, whew,
1: it's yeah, scary. scary time. So, it's
0: scary yeah, time.
1: so we're gonna have uh our Western Conference preview next week, yeah, as, long, yeah. as well as our award predictions and our finals predictions. So, That's you know, we got, we got yeah. a big show coming up next week. I'm excited, yeah, dude.
0: All all you know, second half will probably do basketball in the second half again, but yeah, a lot Western Conference preview. And then, like Tanner said, dude, it's so hard looking at who's gonna be MVP, who's gonna be six man rookie of the year, stuff like that. I got a lot of thinking to do during, during this next week. Honestly, I really do. It's a lot to break down and yeah, still all this, be, all this football
1: I'm might have to be hitting the research here.
0: hundred percent, man. But yeah, football is back. Basketball is coming. It's a great time. Baseball. I'm, wear, I'm wearing the Cardinals shirt right here. They play tomorrow against the Dodgers. I think the what the Red Sox won tonight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Red Sox beat the Yankees, I believe six, two. So they're going to be playing the Rays in the first round, uh, kind of a tough matchup, but excited uh and then the Cardinals play Wednesday and uh could not be more excited I'm gonna be glued to the TV let's go birds let's uh, go Cardinals
0: let's do it man that's a local team you know we got to buy into them when you know when it's a scenario like this
1: and then uh obviously college football is going on this week we had a great slate of games last week uh some of the games weren't as close as I was kind of hoping they were gonna be yeah but Cincinnati Notre Dame ended up being a pretty good game and then Baylor, Oklahoma State was a real good game. Uh, Arkansas got blown out. Ole Miss got blown out. But this week we got Penn State versus Iowa in a great game. Number four versus number f- or number three versus number four in the country. The f- winner of that game will be the favorite to win the Big Ten. So
0: we got a, we got a big game this week too in college football. It's a great time to be a sports fan right now. That's for sure. You know, it's just no complaints sports on pretty much on the daily with monday night thursday night football with baseball with the college games now with the nba coming back it's almost going to be to the point where it's like okay we can't talk about this because there's so many other things going or we're, we're going to have to start nitpicking and or or having just some really some really long shows we'll kind of just have to figure it out <laughs> yeah i guess we'll have to watch we'll them we might have to make some cuts yeah, exactly. Love we'll to see what what makes the cut and what does not. How about Urban Meyer as well? Wrapping up, you with that. <laughs> hey, do you think he should be a coach anymore? <laughs> like, do you think he should still Man, be a coach? I don't I, know. What you seeing? bringing in Tim Tebow. How are the guys he's brought in on his coaching staff? Are questionable. This and we're four games in. <laughs> it's like, dude. Yeah,
1: it does seem like it's a. Uh rough experience i think he's trying to get his way to los angeles to coach for usc i'm hoping yeah. as a, that's what i've heard, as, some, I've as, heard someone who root, as someone who roots for usc i think that's the best case scenario for both parties
0: and get out uh, of the nfl though man trevor lawrence is yeah. a real coach like he needs some structure he needs some help man he really does it seems like I, i'm starting to feel bad for this guy did you
1: see the uh part two of that story this week, I mean today, When he apologize? No, no. Okay, you're. Was he? Was he um, just doing even more? It's it's not exactly PG, so we're not gonna talk. Oh, we'll talk about, about, about it show. off
0: mic. Okay, I'll talk about it off the mic. Talk. We'll talk about it when we wrap up here. But even more happening in the Urban Meyer saga. If you yeah, will. research
1: it, if you want to know.
0: Okay, look up Urban Meyer. If you, if you want to know what exactly is going to drop a bombshell on me when we wrap up, basically. But that's it for this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. You guys, go follow us on Twitter, Dudes Talking underscore pod. Follow us on Instagram, Dudes underscore talking underscore pod. Whatever platform you are listening on, hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. If you're listening on Anchor and know how to use Anchor, go leave us a voice message about our top 10 NBA teams, our top 10 uh, NFL teams whatever whatever the case may be get, get at us leave us five-star review yeah five-star review we got a decent amount of those go ahead and hit that five-star for us for sure keep that perfect record uh for us so far we got all five stars up until this point knocking on wood hopefully we can, you can keep that up but thank you all for your continued support we are primed for a great stretch of games this upcoming weekend like Tanner talked about like we talked about next week all you know a lot of NBA coming as well so great time to be a sports fan Tanner That's it for this week's episode, though, man. Yep, sounds good. It was a great week. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. All right, what's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. your co-host as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File. set for the season ending. Let's open it with you. What what are your first thoughts? What are your thoughts now? We've got about a day now to think about it.
1: It's an interesting move. I don't know if their
0: title changes in any way.
1: I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good player.
0: go cars for sure uh, go Yankees growing up I was a Yankee fan as far as everyone listening thank you all for your continued support go follow us on Twitter dudes. talking underscore pod whatever platform you're listening on go give us a follow a subscribe a comment a like wherever you like wherever you're uh, listening go show us some love uh, we appreciate everyone's support thank you for listening We out. out that's Tanner File I'm Casey Foreman Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports.